DJ Playboy. <laughs> What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy. I'm back for another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I'm so grateful to be here because I do no episode without my mans, my dog, my partner. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What do you do, buddy? Nice. I'm still looking at this Napa Kazakhstan. She's <laughs> looking at all the neighboring countries and shit. She's gangster. She's right below Russia. A couple countries out from Afghanistan. I can see why Borat went in on them. Just because they're they not going to... They don't got no panache. They president ain't cool. It's not like fucking with Canada. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he just bullied on them. Anyway, man, what it do? <laughs> Quick sidebar to everybody or, or audience out there. We was talking about um the Borat movie and how I just I just discovered personally that Kazakhstan doesn't really look like the movie, you know what I'm saying? I um I think he filmed it in Bulgaria or something like that. But it's just like um it's like the total opposite of actually what Borat tried to paint it as. And I was putting Kivo in, I guess he just got caught up in the Google search. And then the funny thing, Kiva, since it's you know, like it's a melted pot, like I was telling you, like the chicks is kind of like exotic looking. Cause it's like you know what I'm saying they mad like mixed or whatever and it's like I'm like yo Kazakhstan ain't bad but it was like dead ass it's hard to get people to work there like they they try to recruit people and they think that women don't have rights there and all this shit and she's like nah quite the opposite. <laughs> but, what's up with you man? How was your happy Thanksgiving, bro? How was your uh, how was your Thanksgiving, man? It's cool, man. You know, quarantining, turkey breast, not even a whole bird. <laughs> so you know, it was cool, nice, low key, me, and my family. Chilling, healthy, and you're watching football. Nah, it make you truly grateful for the holiday, though, with the type of year we just experienced. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's a blessing just to get. I mean, it's always a blessing just to get it this far, you know, in the year. But this year more than ever, right? Yeah, I, I think it's it's nice to celebrate something, and it makes you appreciate. Well, this whole year kind of makes you appreciate your connections a, a little bit more. You know, people people who. Did may, may not have it visited their extended family the way that they usually do. They really appreciate like yo that you know can't be taking Thanksgivings for granted. Like you got to enjoy them. So hopefully when everyone reconnects, we really show that appreciation. But yeah, I mean it, it was a good holiday, considering. Yeah, it definitely you know what I'm saying like even the holiday season is like got a different vibe. Like like I think this year is dope for it. it it helped us put in perspective the things that we held sacred. It helped us put it in, mm-hmm. in, in perspective and be like, yo, is it really, you know what I'm saying, that serious to up, up travel? And apparently, yes. <laughs> apparently, uh, most Americans felt the need to, like, go to the airports and travel that weekend. I was really shocked by that footage of seeing just people traveling in droves like that. Yeah, I mean, given given what we know about some Americans, I'm not terribly surprised, to be honest. I, I think I'm a, I'm a little little bit different in how I, how I viewed that. So I'm surprised more people didn't travel. But, you know, <laughs> the, scientists, the scientists are like, yo, we, we, you know, wait a little bit. We'll see what the impact of that was. But, I mean, look, people's partying and having, like, gatherings of hundreds of people with no mask and all that type of shit. So for somebody to get in the airport in the airplane where masks are mandatory, I'm, I'm not... I'm not terribly surprised. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Um, I, I'm a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But given this year, mm-hmm. I, uh, it was just like, nah, it, it actually falls in line with some of the stupidity that was going on. Um, one thing I'm happy with, November being done, is we're, we're through the election. 
Um, mm-hmm. You mean Donald Trump has finally conceded and decided to start the transition process. But it's like it almost seems like the news cycle has gotten less dumb, if that makes sense, because we were just seeing so much dumb stuff and it ramped up during the election that it was like it, it got out of here. I think one I, I reached my boiling point when um, you remember after the election where they were still like count the vote, count the votes and they were having these protests. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, which basically turned to don't count the votes or whatever. I remember there was a dude, right. I seen it on Newsy, as a dude like at a protest. I don't know if he's sober or not, but he's walking down the street talking about COVID is a fraud. And I'm like, I think he mixed up his two protests. <laughs> like yeah. he, he basically just saying whatever comes to his mind at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't even know what you're protesting, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, so, so a couple things. So Donald Trump did not concede. However, he, he did start the transition. Transition process. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he probably will never concede, which is as he moves out the way. That's just bizarre. Just thought of that. But I think that a lot of that uh, MAGA stuff, mm-hmm. like a lot of the, the enthusiasm around it is just the, a lot of it's about uh, opposing, I guess, like a, some type of institution. Mm-hmm. So then now, now there's all these symbols of, of the institution, like diversity programs or um uh, what's it called? Uh, law, like uh, criminal reform and or police reform, and now the COVID stuff. As far as these different agencies saying, "Hey, man, wear a mask, do this, do that." Governors and mayors putting in all types of restrictions and stuff. They're like, "We got to protest that too." So now he's like, "Oh, count the vote, uh, the fuck COVID, oh, whatever the fuck else." I'm just gonna protest it. I don't know what we doing here. You know what I'm saying? Like it's almost like they see a gathering with red hats and be like, all right, I'm gonna just go there and just say my shit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. You're right, because we and me both know there's like a a, a feeling, I guess, among white males in this country that they be they're becoming, I guess, the other, which is weird when you're the minor, with the majority. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they feel like they're the other. They're they're the you know what I'm saying you know how how they're the they. Like that, that DJ Khaled always refers to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're the right. they, and, and which, which is, you know, I don't, I'm not a white male. I, I can't say that I understand exactly where that comes from or that I necessarily wouldn't feel the same if I was, but it's just, you, you notice it. And I think that's some of that being manifested as well. Like you said, right. It's like, uh, it, it, I used to think of it as like white teen angst is now becoming just white male angst. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. 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 Uh, Dave Chappelle speaks very interestingly on on what people, you know, the I guess when you watch political TV, they might describe him as the working class, which should mean, really mean like working class white people or uh, non-college educated white people. But just explaining like that for one of the first times in history, like their life expectancy is going down. And I guess... It feels as if they, you know, white people, it just takes disappointment different. You know what I'm saying? Like, black people, black people just been disappointed so much. It's like, oh, oh word, uh, my life expectancy is just age 60. All right, oh, I guess that's just racism again. We go to work. But like white people's like, you know, what? My life expectancy was seventy five. Now it's seventy two. Oh shit! It's, somebody must be taking something from me. They want to know, you know who they. Could, they want to know who they could call. <laughs> exactly. They taking something from me and they're giving it to someone else. Mm-hmm. And it must be that darky over there. And that's and that's kind of how 
or it must be the government or whoever else, some type of, there has to be an enemy for it. So I just think it's different in that sense. Mm-hmm. Just how, how we um, take disappointment. And I, I think, like I was alluding to, like I'm so happy the holiday season here because we had a, a year full of us versus them, them versus us, them versus them. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like everyone just decided, one, that they weren't taking it no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And And whether that was you're not holding in your feelings about minorities or or women or police brutality you know for the positive or the negative this was the year that it came out right and it was like even as the elections were ramping up and the uh debates were going on i was like yo i just don't need this energy at 9 30 in my house (laughs) you know what i'm saying right now i don't need this there's like ufc wwf 9 30 on a on a wednesday afternoon or wednesday night you know what i'm saying like i don't need this energy right now and it was and it wasn't even like fun energy you know what i'm saying like a football boxing match or ufc match it was like this is the president of the united states they talking about right now and it's just like it, it, it got too much but but i think we're getting out of that i think everyone's heading to the holiday season really just ready to take a breath off who knows what 2021 is going to bring but um you even just see a shift like i said i i, I noticed the news and you, you you watch a little bit more news than i do i think keith um i feel like the news has definitely shifted from giving trump so much attention like he had you know what i'm right. saying like he had a headline a day and like as soon as the election was over not even really um I guess uh, what was the, what it is that they declared, but they were just um, still like when it was over. It's like I felt like it's just a shift from we're not paying attention to all the dumb shit no more. Yeah, uh, well, well, one is that there's a president elect now, so they, they the new the media at least could treat him almost like the president at this point because his, the president elect's opinion is probably just just about as consequential in the sense that that's what's going to be the word when once January what is it like January 20th comes around like that's going to be you know our leader that's what these this is what he thinks this is what he's planning but you know and Trump is showing that he can do he still can do stuff so you you know you still got to cover him but you don't have to cover him as much cuz he's the president mm-hmm. So, and that was the weird thing about these last four years or last even five years is that he's the president. So we have to take certain things seriously. And because he's the president, certain things that he supports that are on the fringe of American life now appear normal. So all the right wing weird stuff and the white supremacy stuff, like them dudes is emboldened. Mm -hmm. And you know what? For good reason. The president gave them a cosign. Like if right now, Trump endorsed Louis Farrakhan, white people would love him <laughs> for the first time in history. Not understand why either. <laughs> just do it blindly. Word. Like, but that, like, just the president cosign doesn't mean it's the president. Mm-hmm. So the news had to cover him. Anything he supports has to get, you know, gets at least a, a, a moderate amount of legitimacy. So I'm just glad to see that this shit is this part is is over mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah it was exhausting it hurt. it, it, it yeah, definitely it was, was mentally exhausting and i don't even really consider myself you know like we're 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 not mid 30s you know what i'm saying i still got youthful energy <laughs> i was like you know what I'm saying? i felt like i should be you know enjoying this and it was like this is no this is little kid shit you know what i'm saying this is beneath me yeah. bro like so it's time for us to <laughs> time for us to move on and and you know what I'm saying? More important pressing issues. You know what I'm saying? There, there are bigger fights to be fought, Keith. And I think we seen one last, what was it, last weekend? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. Your man Nate Robinson got in the ring, bro. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has something to prove, son. And sometimes, like I said, I'm in my mid-30s. 
Sometimes you got to prove you still got it, bro. You was an athlete all through high school. You was killing it in college. You went to the NBA. He he won a slam dunk contest, right? If I'm not mistaken. Right. A few. <laughs> yeah. So you like, yo, I, I, you know what I'm saying? The league don't, the league ain't got no love for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Big three shut down because of Corona. You got to do something with your time, man. And my man decided he going to get into an amateur boxing match. Keith, you gotta you yeah. <laughs> you gotta put me on because I've heard of the name Jake Paul and I've heard of it in the reference of boxing. I believe Chris Brown went in the smoke with him at some point. Um, so that's how I was introduced to him. But this wasn't Jake. <laughs> this wasn't Jake Paul's first rodeo, right? He has boxed before, right? Mm-hmm. I think somehow tech, it's like it was like a pseudo professional or a pseudo amateur fight where like they were registered as professionals, like the California. Whoever regulates oh, the that boxing stuff, commission? Like they, yeah, okay. they they sanctioned it. Okay, so like it was technically professional or or something in the professional uh, realm, so, somewhere around there. So who do you fight? Um, who, who was it that he fought? Oh, I don't know who. The, that's the whole thing. That's what makes it so pseudo professional. Uh, I have no idea. It was like some other. It was just dude. I think it was another YouTube star though, right? If I'm not mistaken, it was like two. I, if I, I, could, I could be wrong, but I think it was like two like influencers or viral stars or whatever. But go ahead, my fault. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know who he fought, but he he won. Yeah. He won both times. <laughs> and he trains. Yeah. Now and he's twenty three, so you know once he trains a little bit and he just gets good at it because he's still got that youthful brain that just be absorbing shit. <laughs> but but. If I'm not mistaken, Nate Robinson, to our knowledge, <laughs> has not done any public boxing, right? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, behind closed doors, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? I got some heavy bags here. I might. <laughs> who knows what he's doing behind the closed doors? But never publicly, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I mean, people suspect that he didn't train, and and Jake Paul very publicly and popularly trained. Like he spars with. <laughs> Some he spars the professional fighters or something like that. So, like, if you do that for a year, and I think he's been doing it for at least a year, like you're gonna be pretty good versus someone who, even if Nate Robinson trained starting from when he started talking shit, mm-hmm. still Jake Paul would have had the the upper hand. It's just that nobody knows because nobody's thinking about Jake Paul's uh, training routine. But yeah, so. Nate Rod- it definitely showed that Nate Robinson didn't train and Jake Paul did. <laughs> now this was the undercard evidence, right? This was the undercard, this is the undercard to Mike Tyson, Roy Jones the became the yeah. became the main the main damn story. So I'm just baffled. Why would you not train? Like it's so confusing to me as a as an athlete. I and the thing is, I think he did train. He's just that bad because <laughs> like there's that too. And he, no boxing. I told you, man. I told you stories about when I do my little fight classes, and I didn't even scratch the surface of like sparring with people. Mm-hmm. I just did little exercises like drills. And I'm like, man, this shit hurt, man. You're getting punched and shit, but even with gloves on or pads on or whatever, like not that it hurt, hurt, but it's like, man, if if I didn't have this pad between that leg or that fist and, and you know, my body, it would have been horrible. <laughs> so, you know, that, oh, boy. It, it, it's but basically, Nate Robinson got knocked the fuck out. Pretty much, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Nate Robinson <laughs> definitely caught, this, caught the hands. And bad, though. It's like, you people get knocked out, but it's like, you know, when you get knocked out and, you know, we've seen some bad ones. I think Bernard Hopkins went through the ropes. <laughs> Roy Jones, not not on that night, but other nights has had some pretty bad knockouts um, where he caught the hands. But this was like laid out, planked on the ground, go to sleep. <laughs> night, night. It just, it didn't make 
any kind of logical sense, like how this could happen to a pro. Dude, but it's boxing's hard, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm, I have not boxed against somebody, but I have been hit. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe sometimes I've gotten up too fast and I hit my head on something. And you ever try to just keep moving? You don't want to stop and let the pain set in. <laughs> and you try to keep yeah. moving. I think that that Nate might have caught a good one and just try to keep it moving and never got his bearings back, bro. Yeah. And that 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 good one turned into a couple good ones. <laughs> yeah, man. That oh man. Out call and. I think it was so shocking about it is because it's an amateur fight. And I think that Nate Robinson, I think it didn't occur to him how real boxing is. <laughs> and you know what? If I was in his position and I was bored, let's think about Nate Robinson's life, man. This dude was a third-tier NBA player that won a bunch of uh, dunk contests. Mm-hmm. Right? What that means is that you were good enough to – Put on a good show for basketball, but you could never be a top three player on a on a winning team, like a team that goes into the later rounds of the playoffs. Now, full disclosure, he's so he's like no six. Pressure on you, is is he six feet tall? It's five nine. Five nine. So I mean, being in the NBA is an accomplishment in itself at that height. Right, it's an accomplishment. He's just he was just a phenom, and he's he's an athletic freak too. He's really athletic. He's just not, you know, he just didn't have like all the other skills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, that dude, he just had a fun time, man. No expectations with mad skill. Anybody <laughs> who's ever been in that position, I've never been in that position, but anybody who's been in that position knows that that's mad fun, mm-hmm. right? Like Kobe's job wasn't fun. LeBron's job isn't that fun because not only is he great, but he has expectations. So he has professionalism, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Nate Robinson just shows up to work and just dunks. And the people are like, oh, wow. Losing their minds. <laughs> Losing their minds. So now he's retired. Uh, big three is out of season. So he's like, man, I got to do something. So he sees Jake Paul. Jake Paul probably looks like a mark to him. Right? He's a little, little YouTube cat, not a professional athlete, beating up on people you never heard of. So Nate Robinson's like, yo, watch what happens if you face a, a professional athlete. There you go. That that started this whole thing. Ended it as well. <laughs> it ended it well. And ended it as well. And he forgot... That these punches is that shit ain't no joke, bro. Yo, like trained boxers who that's all they do get knocked the hell out. And sometimes by like inferior boxers just because they caught the glove on the right, on a just, just the right moment, or just the or guess the wrong moment on the wrong side of your head, and that's it. Your night is done. It it reminded you know me I mean? of uh Rocky Three when uh Hulk Hogan shows up to fight Rocky. And mm-hmm. Rocky's like, yo, is this real? <laughs> Rocky's like, I thought we was just playing around. And then, you know what I'm saying? He has got to turn up. Like, Nate Robinson, he realized really fast that this is not playing around <laughs> and that shit is going to get real. And you compared it to an even better uh, uh, cultural reference um, <laughs> with Martin. When Martin fights, yeah. um, was it Tommy Hearns? Tommy Get Hitman Hearns. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> The, the the episode titled Guard Your Grill first aired t- the 27th of February 1994 and then uh, and Martin and I, I I like to I like to do a thing like a game of myself where like I look at comedy shows and think about what like in the writing room or whoever came up with the idea to show like what experience in their life or what how did the, the joke start for them to write this episode and I know Martin used to box as a, when he was a kid okay and he tells that joke of like, yo, them hits hurt. Like he, he you know, he, he said he was pretty good, but when he started fighting with better dudes, 
He got hit mad hard. It's like, damn, you know, start telling them damn jokes. <laughs> so, so, so he knows. So this episode, you see him getting lumped up, and he ain't take that shit seriously. And I think Nate Robinson, the same thing happened. Like he just didn't take that shit seriously. That shit hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Sometimes your your mouth writes a check that you can't cash, man. But um, I, I can shout I can shout out to Nate Robinson. It's easy to sit from where I'm sitting right now and judge and people to make memes. You know what I'm saying? Um. But it does. He 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 stepped up to the plate. You know what I mean. He stepped up to the challenge and decided to at least get in the ring, which I wouldn't have done it either. <laughs> so I'll give him. Now, but, to, but but to be fair, these people have an obligation to make memes, given what <laughs> given <laughs> what transpired that night. I mean, how like if you didn't make a meme? Imagine if they didn't make a meme. Woke up Sunday probably, Sunday morning. <laughs> like, yeah, you probably be refreshing your Twitter. Probably you probably delete it and then reinstall it because you think something's wrong. Because, <laughs> like, this has to happen. Like, you have to make a meme on this shit. See, Pacquiao had got uh, knocked out that time, mm-hmm. but he got knocked out from a pro- professional fighter. People made mad memes. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't realize, like, shit, shit like that is expected, like, at least partially expected to happen. But Nate Robinson and Jake Paul, you didn't expect him to get knocked out. Maybe get beat up. Maybe... TKO, mm-hmm. he's too dizzy or he's gassed Bloody or lip, like that. Maybe. Bloody lip, something mm-hmm. something like, like that. But he got out cold, not like the <laughs> joint where you gotta get knocked out, you stun so much, the ref is like, nah, this ain't safe for you. It's like straight up sleep, sleep. face on the mat, crazy. Why y'all wake and me up? I remember <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know if you ever watched one of the matches where the dudes, I mean, you know, God forbid, but you know, the dudes pass away after the fight. But it it I, me personally, I just don't can't tell the difference between the knockout that kills a guy versus you know one like Nate Robinson's like a, a run of the mill kind of joint because mm-hmm. that's kind of how it happened. I saw one on um, I think it's called Inside Sports or something like that. The joint with Bryant Gumble on HBO. Oh, real sports, real sports, real sports. Yeah, and they showed the, the story of the um, some Long Island kid who you know he died after the match and he got knocked out and his head hit the mat crazy hard. Mm. And uh, when he died, you know, thank God Nate Robinson's good from what I understand. But like, dude, you know that that's very much a possibility in the in the sport. Mm-hmm. And he went ahead and did it. Yeah, definitely kudos to him for for having the nuts to do that shit. But you gotta I take the jokes, if, right? You gotta take it when it as it comes, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like as as if it was just a decision based on all nuts and just nothing thought through about it and I guess <laughs> and who knows maybe in private he had that moment when when Martin first challenged Tommy Hearns <laughs> and Hearns is like alright let's do this and Tommy's like oh I don't know you sure like, <laughs> like that kind of thing it might so, yeah, yeah. You know. it might be like you say it, it, a lot of dudes have gotten their ass kicked before going into decisions all nuts and no preparation so definitely yeah. uh, you know bounce back Other, also that night um, did you get a chance to see the mic and uh, Roy or any of the highlights uh, I, well, first of all, I didn't see the whole fight. I just saw what mattered most, mm-hmm. and that's the highlights mm-hmm. uh, via Instagram. Yeah, and, yeah. But I did see the highlights. <laughs> but what, what what I enjoyed a lot was 
the post fight interview. <laughs> but you could you could talk about the highlights if you got anything on that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you get to the post fight interview. But yeah, I, I kind of respected how Roy was smart. You know what I mean? You can't go in there in a slugfest with Mike Tyson because you will end up like the video game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you definitely can't do that. And Roy used some strategy, but Roy was out there. I wouldn't call it showboating. I think it was literally survival tactics. But he we went back to that bird fighting type. You know what I'm saying? Like stick and move, stick and move. You know what I mean? Like like fake this way, but go that way. Like he was doing a little bit of that, and it almost. It almost backfired, but he made it the, the distance. So, you know, shout out to Roy. Um, shout out to Mike. Hopefully, it was a better fight than I thought two 50-year-old dudes would would have, put it like that. But, uh, you know, definitely, it wasn't no knock. It wasn't the Roy, the the, the, the Nate Robinson knockout everybody was waiting for. Um, but, but tell me about it the- It reminds me of, my folk, of, of uh, mm-hmm. when George Foreman came back as far as, like, how he won a championship. His mm-hmm. advantage in his youth was power. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it was, I can't remember who said it, but basically power is one of the last attributes to leave a fighter, you know, speed and footwork and uh, all that shit leaves you early. But that, that power, if you, if your power, if your strength was the, the power, then you can still have that in your older age. And I think that's why uh, Mike Tyson was able to, to hold his own like that. Mm-hmm. And Roy Jones, his advantage was that speed, punch a nigga up and just be out of there. Mm-hmm. Pop, 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 pop. And then just all of a sudden, it's three feet away from the other fighter before the other fighter could counter. So he can't do that at 51 years old. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that. And then also, he, he don't got the... A fighter like Mike Tyson, maybe, you know, say 20 years ago, Roy Jones would have just been tapping his jaw until Mike Tyson just got gassed. And then he just goes in for the kill. But both of them has got some old-ass lungs. So they... And Mike smoked. Know, they, Mike smoked the ganja. <laughs> right, he said he, he said he smoked before the fight. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, oh, man, Mike, man, what, what did you like so much about the uh, the post fight? Just the interview was just interesting. Well, Mike was giddy, like he was like, and it was cool to see, like it was, to see any adult, especially a fifty something year old man, kind of have that childlike joy. He was just like, yeah, I, I had fun, just, and I could tell, man, just being in. Well, I don't think they had a crowd, but just being in front of the rings with the lights and the announcers and. Mm-hmm. You know, having undercards and all that shit. Or did they have a a, a, a small crowd? I can't remember, but um, he was just like a kid giddy. And Roy Jones seemed just happy that the shit was over. <laughs> and Mike was like, man, I'll be happy to do this again. And da-da-da, Roy Jones said. And then Jim Gray. And by the way, Jim Gray, who uh, has interviewed some of the most mentally demented human beings on earth, <laughs> he's been... He's had sexualized threats against him. He's uh, people threatened that you know they they they'd eat various members of his family, all that types of shit like that. Uh, this one was a extremely civil and just a regular. It's so grown, which was really cool and really cool to see Jim Gray as part of a that kind of setup. But anyway, so he's like, "Yo, Roy Jones, you think about that." Roy Jones like, "Let me ask my family." But you know what that means? <laughs> it's like when a nigga say, "Hey, man, you want to go to the bar tonight? Have a couple of drinks?" You're like, mm, l- "Let me get back to you." He's like, "Oh, that nigga ain't getting back to me." <laughs> let me ask my family. Let me check with my, my five year old son. See what he think about. Yeah, my, my son got a thing. Let me uh, check with him and ask his permission. Uh, I'll get back to you, dog. Then an hour before, he was like, oh, yeah, ends up being my son. Then let me come. <laughs> Yo, I, the quick sidebar. I, I ain't going for it. That's one thing I do like about this coronavirus shit is like, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you get invited places sometimes to cause these awkward moments. Not this year, bro. It'd be like, <laughs> don't even ask. You know what I mean? But people still do, which is the weird part. 
People still I'm about to say people people still still ask yeah. and expect you to be like, yeah, I'm coming through. And then and then look at you weird if you if you say corona, so now you still gotta make some shit up. But I know in my heart <laughs> what it is, bro. It's like, nah, yeah. it's, it's the Ronies, bro. I'm staying my ass home, man. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, the the Rona do have a good uh nice excuse just built into it. Uh, I wonder how uh, the dating, the dating game has been. And I haven't speak, spoken to enough. I don't have enough single friends nowadays. But uh, I think motherfuckers don't care. Like it's like, like in college, you know, they'd be like STDs is rampant. Chill the fuck out. Motherfuckers don't yeah. care. They're just, they just horny. They just out there. From what I get, from the vibe I get from talking to people, it's like motherfuckers yeah. are still dating. It's like they feel like as if they could see the Rona on someone. <laughs> you know right, what I'm right. saying? But it, and and the misconceptions about this shit is so ridiculous, bro. It's like. Uh, uh, like literally, like twenty year old women will feel like they can't get it. I've heard that I said before, uh, because they're twenty and because they're a woman. <laughs> I'm like, what? How does that make sense? I'm just so confused on how people's logic on this works. You know what I'm saying? And then the part of it is like, I think the biggest part of it is that people are asymptomatic, so you spreading the shit. Like people don't get that yeah. part either. It's like that's really hard concept for people to get. It's like yeah. it's like making your money work for you. Some people was just like, "What does that mean? How do you make your money work?" For you? right, right. <laughs> how could you give something if I'm not sneezing? How could I give something? Like, <laughs> bro, fuck out! Like it's it's crazy, man. But um, nah, that, that it's funny you said that because when I had my daughter, I was like, I got the built-in excuse always to miss some shit. Now. <laughs> like, fuck that. Huh? Like, yes, <laughs> I mean it's cool. It's good. <laughs> It's cool. It's cool. Extended my lineage, but nah, this built-in excuse right here is the dopest part of this whole thing. I ain't showing up to nothing, man. But um, it's funny, man. We've been we've been talking about just sports and and everything. It was a big week for sports, man. Like on the low, like you wouldn't even know it because it it wasn't like definitely groundbreaking stuff. But you got your man, um, what's his name, uh, Russell Westbrook, got traded for John Wall, and it's like to see where his career was. He MVP a couple years ago. Yeah, it's it's, it's he's got to be on what his third team in three years or fourth team in uh, sorry third team in like four years. It, it's it's crazy how it goes. But then on the other end of the spectrum, your man LeBron just got like a, a two year two three year contract with two year with a player yeah. option. <laughs> yep, like that. It, it, uh, let me see how much is LeBron's contract. We're at, hey, LeBron will be thirty eight, I believe, when this um, when this contract expires. And he just signed a two-year, eighty-five million extension with the Lakers that he didn't have to sign either because he was doing the one-year deals. You know what I mean? And he definitely right. was like, "Oh, but." It, and I think people, if you don't, if you don't stop and pause in the middle of your sentence or the middle of that statement, like the man is turning thirty-six, I believe, this month. <laughs> if he hasn't done it already, bro, like it is insane. Like how much that for someone that age to be getting paid. Also coming off of a championship, you know what I'm saying? Like at that age where he was a main, not if not the main component, he was the uh, finals MVP. And it's like LeBron's still killing it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy exercise to think about the people who started the the, the same time as him. Matter of fact, let me look at the uh, the draft. Club. When did he come in? Uh, 2004? Yeah, because 20 will be his uh, 18th season so maybe 2000 yeah because we graduated maybe 2000 and yeah i want to say either three or four i think it's three yeah because dwight howard started after lebron james mm-hmm. 
crazy. <laughs> it's crazy because we I think of 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 Dwight Howard as some old ass player. I'm like, yeah, that nigga was drafted in like '98, right? Uh, I remember DMX first album on draft night, just making up <laughs> memories. But nah, this dude is he might be younger than LeBron, and that's crazy because LeBron, you don't think because the way he plays, you're like, yeah, this nigga LeBron was you know drafted in 2008 or something, something like that, right? Nah, man, this dude. You think about the people that that he started with is it's insane to think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, that. Just, oh man, just listen. LeBron James, Darko Milicic, Carmelo Anthony. I'm just gonna go through the top <laughs> ten. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Kamen, Kirk Heinrich, uh, T.J. Ford, Michael Sweetney, and Jarvis Hayes. All right, that was the top ten. Carmelo might be the only Crazy. one still playing. He's playing on a vet minimum. Right. I was about to say he's. Playing with quotes, <laughs> he's playing like he gets on the court. He playing play off team, <laughs> but so they're not like, paying not nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Well, they're not paying, and it was kind of, uh, <laughs> it, it it was, it, it wasn't fully on his terms. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he tried to be, like, you know, I think what what was the last team he was with before he left? I think it was Houston. The last that time before um, Portland. I think it was Houston. Yeah, it was Oklahoma and then he went to Houston, right, if I'm not mistaken. And then before that was Oklahoma City and he was like, um, it was like, would you consider coming off the bench or something like that? He said, bench? (laughs) Yeah, okay, nigga. Literally chuckled. (laughs) Yo, P, they want me to come off the bench. (laughs) Went to Houston with the same swag. Then they said, you know, we're done with you. After about a year or two, he was like, uh, all right, let's let's reconvene on this. All right, you said uh, the bench, right? All right, cool. Uh, he had the full Barbara Walters interview with um, Stephen A. <laughs> you know yep. what I'm saying? Breaking it down. Like, why don't y'all love me? <laughs> that, yo, you know, and yo, Carmelo's still nice. And mind you, Carmelo's about what thirty six ish, you know, about that Bron age. So that, that's not a diss to say that you know. He's whacking on because he he had a nice career for a very long time, but that's just to, to paint a picture of what LeBron is doing is crazy. And to get a two year contract at, at this point, at the age of thirty five, thirty six, for two years for so much money for the max is is bananas. Lakers don't learn though, man. They did the same thing with Kobe. They gave Kobe a big ass contract, <laughs> and then like Kobe's getting paid mad guap to like sit down with ice bags on him. <laughs> that's Kobe though yeah. they, they had to There's certain certain teams gotta pay it doesn't happen that much now nowadays but I think like Steph Curry would be that type of player where it's like we just gotta pay him to stick around yeah, yeah having you on this team is worth more than signing somebody new but it's like they, the Lakers yeah. are trying to have that thing where they're like we show if you come here and you get us a chip or you show love to us we show love to our vets you know what I'm saying like right. so shout out to them and on the other end of the spectrum you know what I mean we doubted you know it's 2020 when crazy cause when something crazy happens <laughs> and as crazy as it sounded as shaky as it got at a certain time LeVar Ball was right <laughs> my man got all three of his sons in the league uh, Leangelo Ball signed with the Detroit Pistons this week, which makes him the third brother uh, to enter the league right after uh, LaMelo just got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. And of course, um, Lonzo plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. So it's, it's it, it, shout out to LeVar Ball, man. Say what you want to say about the dude. I don't agree with everything he says. I know that some of the stuff he says is just because a camera was putting his face and he just thought of whatever came to his mind at the moment. But at the end of the day, man, he stuck to this grindstone. He made his mistakes. He got his lumps. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's the dream came to fruition. Listen, he's kind of like Trump. He talks a lot of shit. People really dislike him, but you can't 
take the credit away from him. Mm-hmm. The dude won. <laughs> he just he wins a lot. We don't want him to win, so we call you know we try to to reframe some of his wins into failures. But you know, like for instance, when the, what's the dude named Leangelo and he ain't make the league or he dropped out of UCLA or something mm-hmm. and went to play somewhere, but then after getting arrested for stealing league. sunglasses, BT yeah, down. all that stuff. <laughs> like, and uh, what's um. What's his face? Uh, what's the the, the first one who got drafted? Lonzo. 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 Bron came to the Lakers, and uh, basically the, the the pops. Damn, I can't even keep up. Levar <laughs> had to shut the fuck up. They, but they basically, Lonzo then had to go. They shipped his ass off to Louisiana, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like shit like this. So you might want to frame that as a loss. And then uh, big baller he got brand scammed out of some money yep. <laughs> from the baller brand joint, but the but the he had his own line that people was buying streetwear, mad some, money for some whack shit. <laughs> yeah, and and had some 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 cosigns too, like um, what's what's the dude with the list name? Damn, son, I'm blocking. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk man, <laughs> dude with the list. Uh, Sharp, uh, Shannon Sharp. Oh yeah, Shannon that Sharp dude. was on board. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that dude. That dude. Uh, I think he rocked them on air, or like he put them on the desk, like right on air and shit like that. Like, yeah, I got these shits. There was a lot of people that, that got yeah. got down with it, and it's crazy because this was a big um, year for black owned businesses. But people were showing his brand love because it was a black dude. Like I'm not signing with Nike. I'm not signing with Reebok. I'm not signing with Adidas. Here's my stuff. And I, like to me, it sounded it seemed crazy. To me, it seemed like he definitely took money out of his son's pocket. That you know, what I'm saying his son could have been taking and investing and saving in other ways, and then done this later. But I, who knows? Had he had he launched that in twenty twenty with all three of his sons in the league, it might have blown. Yeah, I mean to that to that point of oh he could have he took money out of his son's pocket and could have went to Nike whatever whatever. Um, that type of thinking stops uh, a lot of, stops a lot of successful black people from investing back into the community. So for example, um, the whole debate. Over should more top top black high school athletes consider HBCUs? Mm-hmm. Well, they won't because they won't get all the the perks that they might get at a Kansas or a Duke or something like that. So they just don't. They'll get perks at a Howard or Jackson State or whatever, but they won't get the same that the same yeah. right. They don't. They might not have the same facilities or they might not get regarded the same way a, a Duke recruit gets regarded. Like a garbage dude who goes to Duke versus a garbage dude who goes to Morgan State, they won't get that same type of look. No, it's from professional leagues. You don't want to say it. It sounds like you feel bad saying it, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like right. they're not, and it 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 sucks. And there definitely has to be someone to change um, the status quo, which is part of the reason that Levar Ball was getting hate because he was going against what not only other people were in support of, but moves that other people made themselves and it goes back to um we were talking about this offline when you decide that you're not going to do something that everyone else does there are a certain brand of people out there who take that as oh you're dissing the way i just did it or you're dissing the way i do things and i think we as a culture just need to step away from that because it's like it it stalls innovation it stalls people trying to uh change change the ways and, and create new ways like 
we have what we have now, right? Um, in terms of Apple Music and Spotify, we have that now because someone was brave enough to step away from the status quo. And the same thing that they said was going to destroy the music industry is now f- the only thing fueling the, the music industry, especially in 2020. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's the same thing is we don't necessarily have to attack these people when they come against the status quo, the stuff that we can learn from them. But um, shout out to LeVar, like, and then LeVar Ball doesn't make it easy to root for him because he says dumb shit. And it's, and it goes back to the, the, Trump thing is like where people were like, oh, we're, we're going to support Trump, then we're just going to blindly support everything. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, you could disagree with with definitely statements and things, but still like the movement. And um, that's what happened with Lavar Ball. It's like the more statements he was making, people were like, ah, uh, yeah, he's a dick, he's a dick. But you know, what I mean, I, I definitely want to support this. And eventually, it just kind of looked like the, it wasn't going to happen at a certain point. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And through, I think through this conversation, made me realize this conversation here made me realize that um, this is. It's a little bit easier to appreciate what he's done when he shuts the fuck up. It is. Oh, definitely. I'm I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about what you know the stuff that he's done, even for like you know having a black owned business and and trying to uh, you know has a, sign his son to the sneaker deal, even if that means foregoing mad bread with Adidas or Nike or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a big move because I just think about like this year, right? I mean, it, it should have always been this way, but it is what it is that I got. I've been extra diligent about. Um, giving my money to black-owned businesses. Okay. And I'll be honest, there, there was times where I was like, man, I'm going to pay $75 for these sweatpants. Oh, get the fuck out of here. But I'm like, damn, why not? Because I've spent more money on Lesser. shit, like more frivolous shit mm-hmm. than, than some sweatpants. You know what I'm saying? So um, I guess changing our, our, our mind state and saying, you know, just give these black businesses a shot. You know what I'm saying? Why not pay your $65 or, you know, buy an expensive piece of jewelry or a shirt or something from a black business, especially if you're getting, you know, you're getting good quality when you are going to do it for some white business. You don't got to spend it at Macy's. You maybe you can spend it online at some some black owned business. But anyway, no, and, and yeah, LaVar Ball, he's the man. And the lesson of, to teach the kids is like, don't be afraid to step out and do your own thing, even if everyone's going to clown you, if everyone's going to have something to say, because... Rich Paul just got LeBron a contract and AD a contract. And you're telling me people wasn't saying that they both were stupid when LeBron made him his agent? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? One year he does, like, he's set for life off those two contracts. Those, just these contracts. He got many athletes in the league. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go against that and just deal with the hate because it gets greater later. Yeah. But um, we're gonna, we gonna, we, we tight on time, so we're going to get to the rapid-fire edition of Have You Heard. I uh, see certain headlines and news, and I bring it to the table and ask Keith, Have You Heard? First up, brother, have you heard? The NFL is in shambles, bro. <laughs> like, the Denver Broncos literally played a game the other day with no quarterback. Like, it, I turned on the TV on Thursday, and I couldn't – I was like, where's the game at? Apparently, the game's on Tuesday now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it is it's almost so hard to watch, but just have you did you hear about that Denver Broncos game where they literally had to take a, a backup quarter uh, well sorry, a backup wide receiver off the practice squad and make him the quarterback because he played quarterback in high school. Yeah, yeah, I actually did hear about it. I I, I catch a fair bit of football news uh except anything lineman related because of fantasy football. So, <laughs> um I did hear about it in, in, in that respect. And that, who were they playing with? Was it the, I can't remember who they were playing, but whoever 
they got smacked. They were going to get smacked regardless. Yeah, though. It was, it was right. Uh, so I wanted that defense, mm-hmm. but somebody had that defense already. So that's why that shit mattered to me. Yeah, that COVID shit is insane. You know what I'm saying? I would imagine that a lot of coaching staffs are like, yo, their best players, they're trying to protect them like crazy, but still keep them uh, game ready enough. And I'm sure that's a, a tough balance. Like, it, it was just insane. I mean, Lamar Jackson got the mad people from the Baltimore Ravens got taken down by it. Mm-hmm. Not taken down. Sorry to say it that way. They got uh, taken out Bench or off the field by it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Sidelined by it. But um, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy and it makes me worried for how the NBA is going to work because they're not doing the bubble, right? And a lot of guys still have PTSD from what I hear from being in the bubble. But it's like, it's like how's that going to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's got to be shitty for betting, right? It's got to, if you, you was a big better on games, it's got to like throw your whole swag off. Definitely. It does make it interesting, though, just as far as, like, I mean, it's messed up, especially if you're on the losing end of it, and you'd be like, nah, this is bullshit, but if you're on the winning end of it, or at the very least neutral, then uh, it makes it interesting, because it's not just about ACLs and and Achilles no Mm -hmm. more, it's about... A whole nother monster. It's weird, yeah. Yep. Um, Have you heard, Keith? Sister Soldier is making a sequel to The Coldest Winter Ever. After years and years of rumors of uh, the Sister Soldier's book, The Coldest Winter Ever, being turned into a movie that have not come to fruition, Sister Soldier will be writing Life After Death, the sequel to Coldest Winter Ever. Mm, I did not hear that. That's interesting. It will, it will chronicle uh, main character's winter um, during her prison term and, and you know coming to the end of it, the prison term and just how she's going to adjust. Um, definitely, You know what's crazy? It's like, I have no reason... Other than the fact that, like, I grew up in the hood, <laughs> but I also went to school with people who read, you know what I'm saying, were into books. That's the only reason I read mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? But, and it was an interesting read at the time, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely not hard for a, a, a junior high school, high school student to read. You know, it's not a hard read in that respect. But it, it was an interesting book. I, I definitely, and it was like a, one of those popular culture things. It's like, I didn't like people referring to stuff that I didn't know about. So I was like, all right, let me, let me just get down for the get, you know what I mean? But that's interesting. Yeah. That shout out to her, like, you know what I mean? Continuously continuing on um, with that because Tom Clancy, you know what I mean? He's just dropping books and books and he's, his name is just attached to stuff. And I'm like, does Tom Clancy have anything really to do with this? <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? But yeah, shout out to her. Obama, look, Obama just did big things with that book too. Obama just did nothing. Yeah, I actually just got got Obama's book. It just came in the mail this morning. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, since the, the coldest win ever was a pop within it was a pop black culture phenomenon with regards to reading because it was probably like a cult I don't classic. Know another right? book they call it cult classic. Cult classic. Mm-hmm. I don't know another book where it's like, oh, you got to read that. It was like my first book after that I read for pleasure when I grew outgrew goosebumps. Like, mm-hmm. like that's where I went. Mm-hmm. It was comic books, and then it was the coldest one ever. Like that, and that was it. Like, I didn't read shit else for fun. And it had sex in it, if I'm not mistaken. It had definitely violence in it. Um, it was. A, I, I liked it. There, there was a lot of other books that, that um, a, a lot of the 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 black girls liked, mm-hmm. like um, Push and Zane and all all these people. But it was super sexual, and I think it, it just connected. I think w- women were able to appreciate it more, or girls were able to appreciate it more than boys. I, I, I had no care for those books mm-hmm. but I think Coldest Winter Ever even though it had you know some mature content it wasn't as sensational as others it was just a story which was cool to me I think I was able to to 
appreciate Coldest Winter ever more than some of them other black books. Exactly. And at that age, if you would have sold me a, a a story with a female protagonist, I'd be like, well, that doesn't, what is that? Like, how can I relate to that? But it wasn't a hard read to read something with a female protagonist in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't, it, it didn't make it come from like a different perspective. She definitely like made it even for all genders to read and enjoy. So I look forward to uh, the sequel dropping. Shout out to Sister Soldier. Man, make that a movie. You know what I'm saying? Get that money. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith, have you heard Los Angeles is ordering a stay-at-home order? Definitely. Mm. <laughs> Which is crazy, right? Because I think the the state of California, Governor Newsom, has definitely put out a um a restriction as well. And California people were actually confused, like, which one do we follow? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how do we go? So, Governor, oh, sorry, um. The mayor Garcetti had to come out and be like, you know, like you're, it's a county by county thing. You know what I'm saying? Like follow the rules of your county and definitely. But they're 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 looking to shut shit down in one of the biggest counties in the country. You know what I'm saying? And that is you 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 allude to sometimes what New York does. The rest of the country watches. Like it, yeah. it's same thing with California and uh, Los Angeles. Like it it, it sucks, bro, because we almost seen it coming and it just it's like. I don't even know how many times I'm going to be able to go to my barbershop for the rest of this year. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, it's getting like, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, it sucks because that's people's jobs. That's that's things at stake. But it's like, man, like we got to do what we got to do to get over this thing because that vaccine ain't coming out next week, y'all. Yeah. I went to a, a restaurant last night. Okay. And I went to the bathroom. It was a pretty nice bathroom. Then I was like, you know, uh, uh, bathroom attendants on the, <laughs> like in a weird way. I'll be honest. We've laughed at bathroom attendants when you know you go to the club and dudes spray on some some um, jupe mm-hmm. onto your, your wrist and shit. Give and you a expect towel. You to pay him five dollars. <laughs> give you a towel or whatever. And I'm like, I ain't paying you nothing, man. I ain't, I, I, that cologne supposed to be free, bro. Could have done it myself. But yeah, so, <laughs> word. I could have done that shit myself, man. I, I didn't need that Jergens lotion, man. <laughs> but yeah, like think like, what do they do? You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh Uber drivers who do who getting. A good chunk of their money from Uber, like, like what else do you do to replace that? Mm-hmm. There's Uber drivers out there still doing it. I know a dude who put a he he made his own partition. And right, <laughs> and he's like, I ain't stopping the I ain't stopping the flow. You know what I'm saying? Now this dude, I mean, of course, there's people still doing a lot of shit, but it's not just not as many, and you can't do it mm-hmm. as efficiently as you used to. You it, know what I'm saying it's like the new world pool is not a thing no more, is it? Say that again, or Uber pool? Yeah, I have not seen it. Nah, I don't do. I, 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 I'm not. I do the food delivery more than anything. But uh, yeah, yeah it, uh, it, it. I've not seen. Why would you want to? <laughs> right, it's kind of my thing. Like it's just, too, it's too risky. I, I like, I probably like. I, I used to do the Uber driver thing, and I had to stop once Corona. Hit. Just, cause I don't think, and I don't necessarily like. I'm like, oh well, that prevented me from getting coronavirus. Or that's. It's like I just didn't want to take the risk. You know what I mean? And it was like it ain't, it ain't worth it. Um, I did see Uber Eats is teaming up with Postmates though. So uh, shout out to that. Uh, I think the day acqui- somebody acquired somebody. I think yeah, it, I, I got a, a notification about it. And then um, yeah. with Uber Eats is, I think they're they're spreading out to just more than food now. So which is cool because uh, they, they sent me like some type of link to do. Uh, I, I I know DoorDash is doing clothes. So I don't know if Uber Eats is in that direction, but I know Postmates doesn't does do a little bit more than just food, if I'm not mistaken, too. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to see where that's going because I think that's a that's a market that opens up like people want deliveries you know what I'm saying people look how many people were ordering stuff on Black Friday as opposed to going in stores 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And even curbside delivery and all that mm-hmm. shit. So people would definitely- I, I haven't been grocery shopping, like heavy grocery shopping since a few months, man. I had to get my shit delivered. I have, since you put me on to that, I ain't going for it. I have not. I mean, I go in every once in a while. Like, we had to get Christmas decorations. So we decided to go inside yeah. of the Walmart. But um, now, nah, for the most part, yeah, we just do it. Have them bring it out, man. Like, it's just easier. It's just <laughs> save yourself the hassle, man. Um, Keith, you're a big movie buff, man. So I want to, this might be interesting to you, bro. Have you heard HBO will be releasing Warner Brothers films on HBO Max simultaneously the same time they're playing in theaters? You know, I saw the headline, but I didn't really know what the, the, the story was. But I I would say that that's crazy. Like, just the movie industry has to change. So it's already changed, but now they have to figure out how they're going to set themselves up for the future. I wonder if they're going to have still have blockbusters. I guess some people have to because Netflix, before, even before the pandemic, was putting on full-blown movies on, on um, mm-hmm. Netflix straight to TV. Yeah, well, I guess they've seen the writing on the wall that, you know, people are spending thousands of dollars on home entertainment systems. That experience is sometimes better than going to the movies. I I, I was never a really big movie. Like, I like to watch a movie, but the, the experience of going to the movies never seemed like a great date. Never seemed like a great first date, right? Because you can't get to know the person. You can't really talk to them in the movie. Um... It was never second date if you don't if you kind of sort of like them but you don't really feel like talking. Yeah, or you have awkward silences. It's definitely a good because now yeah. you got something to talk about after the movie. Um, but it's it's like a group outing. I never was into a bunch of people going to the movies like that. Like I've done it, you know, because it was a thing to do. But it was like, man, I'm trying to watch the movie, man. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you don't want to be that guy. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it, 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 I don't know if movies, theaters have a future. And we just talked about people that, you know, were affected by the pandemic in terms of their industry. What does that mean for people that work in movie theaters? Yep. And then uh, I'm sure Amazon is rubbing their hands like Birdman, just looking all at all that space that's about to be, become free. Mm. Just waiting for like like buzzards and like fucking ravens over uh <laughs> waiting for waiting for AMC to die. Just like, yeah, we're gonna use all that space. Turn this into an Amazon shop. Boxes and forklifts in that bitch. <laughs> Watch Amazon scoop all that shit up. I did see Amazon's opening a store in the, a store in the mall too. I don't know what exactly yeah, Amazon they, Amazon with all this this um space that's not being used in malls, mm-hmm. they I think they like doing some kind of fulfillment center type shit in, in um some of them spaces, mm. like renting it. I seen I did see an ad where they were like mad Amazon trucks were like in a in a parking lot of like an abandoned mall. I did see that. Um but yeah, I I heard I heard about this HBO Max thing with Wonder Woman. The new Wonder Woman commercial came on and they were like, you know, dropping Christmas Day also on HBO Max. So I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's that's kind of dope." But now, yeah, they made the announcement that uh Warner Brothers 2021 re- uh, full releases will be on HBO Max. They'll be available for a month, you know what I'm saying? And after a month, they they you know, you got to catch it in that time. They they're not going to be on there anymore until they, you know, re-release it as an actual HBO film. But um I mean, the list includes Mortal Kombat uh, Little Thing starring Denzel Washington, Tom and Jerry, um, Reminisce starring Hugh Jackman, um, Godzilla vs. Kong, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, In the Heights, um, the new Space Jam starring Don Cheadle and LeBron James. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don Cheadle in that joint? Oh, yeah. That's what it says, yeah. <laughs> All right. That shit is going to give it some gravitas. It's so the original Space Jam. I mean, Michael Jordan was in it, so that automatically makes you want to see it. But like his anchor star was, uh, well, Bill Murray was in it, but it was Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny was the one who gave it the gravitas, which ain't shit. Mm-hmm. 
No, it's gonna be interesting. It says it's directed by Mike Malcolm D. Lee. Um, I'm not sure who that is, but definitely shout out to him. Um, what else? Suicide Squad's dropping again. Um, Dune, Elvis, Matrix Four. Uh, so yeah, this is some some big movies that you know. What I mean, uh, shout out. Let's see how that works. You know, they're gonna do it for a year and see how it works out. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like I I think that this could be the end of movie theater because like I said I wasn't in crazy about the experience beforehand you know what I mean and uh, but people are there are people who love it there's people who are outing like every Thanksgiving people go to the movie theaters you know what I'm saying that's the thing that that Yo, people do so I bought a seventy inch TV for uh, six hundred dollars like <laughs> that's to let you know that's that's it <laughs> like I ain't never going to movies again <laughs> yeah yeah that like that's crazy. They got like solid sound bars. Like you get a nice sound bar, not like just some bullshit, some Vizio bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like so, a nice one for like five hundred dollars. Yeah, like a nice one where your shit sound nice. You like I ain't never like, leave. Ambiance lights on Amazon. You get little, you know, ambiance. Put little accent lights around the crib for like <laughs> like fifteen twenty dollars. Little black glow, or like, like light glow behind your TV. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for a little black light, whatever you like. Yeah, nah, it's it's. I, I, like I said, I, I don't know what future movies have, but um, there was a a list, right, of, uh, who was it, The Hollywood Reporter. They released the top 20 movies of the decade, right? So I'm going to give you this list, Keith, and I want to know what you think. If you agree, disagree, um, I'll give you the, the 20. Uh, 2010's The King's Speech. 2017, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, 2019, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, 2017, Wonder Woman came in at 17. 16, The Hunger Games, which dropped mm-hmm. in 2012. Bohemian Rhapsody is number 15. Uh, Hidden Figures um, came in at number 14. Mad Max Fury Road came in at 13. Social Network came in at 12. Birdman came in at 11. Number 10, we're getting the top 10 now. <laughs> Bridesmaids. <laughs> uh, Argo came in at nine. Um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows uh, came in at number eight. Number seven was Star Was Born. Six, La La Land. Five, Avengers. Four, Inception, which I, I do like Inception, a good one. Uh, Black Panther was number three. Um, number two was 12 Years a Slave. And number one was Get Out. Um, and this poll was done by industry sources and people who work within the industry to make uh, movies. More than 3,500 um, industry execs took a part of it. I, I was like, yo, the top three are black movies, quote unquote. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's. Wait, that. what's this list again? The top what? Top 20 movies of the decade from the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Black from Panther. From 2010 three. to 20. Yes, sir. Uh, black Panther came in at three, 12 Years a Slave at two, and Get Out. Um, which Get Out number one movie of the decade? <laughs> I was like, I like, I did like Get Out though. I thought it was a cool movie. I don't like, but I was like, um, a little surprised by that. Um, I have not seen Twelve Years a Slave to compare if it was better than or worse than. Um, but yeah, Twelve Years a Slave, slave was a, was um, I thought I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it because I like to see people look at things from a different standpoint than usual. So mm-hmm. like, slave movies is always like extra heroic and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, this joint, the dude wasn't, you'll see, he wasn't that heroic. He was just a regular dude trying to get by. You know what I'm saying? He was a rich black dude. They kidnapped him, put him in, in, in bondage. So he was just doing shit to get by. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, pretending he can't read, but this dude is super educated. Mm. And uh, then he got out and somebody said, take me with you. He's like, nah, this is my ride. 
Because <laughs> his homeboy he has white friends mm-hmm. from New York, so I don't, this is a spoiler alert. So <laughs> y'all could fast forward about fifteen seconds, but uh, his homeboy comes and picks him up out of bond and said, "No, that's my dude. That's my dude." Like I'm picking him up. Probably have to buy him back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, his shorty was like, hey, uh, me, what, what happened to me? He's like, fuck out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> catch y'all in New York. <laughs> Just like Ray and Claude from Life, he said, I'll catch y'all in New York City. And then bounce. He hit it with the, <laughs> this, was, this was a plantation thing. <laughs> yeah. Yo, oh, man. Um, me and you, I think it's done. <laughs> That shit, I gotta check it out. Spoiler alert. <laughs> nah, but it, it was an interesting list. Like, I definitely was like, damn, the top three. Like, so shout out to Black Films. Shout out to my man, um, Chadwick Bozeman. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? Number three. Um, and real quick before we wrap it up, Keith, Trevor Noah was listed as the host of the 2021 Grammys. What do you think? How do you think he's gonna do as a uh, Grammy host? Trevor Noah, he's gonna do awesome, man. That dude is brilliant. I went to his show once, a taping of his show. Okay. And I'll be honest, I wasn't a, a, a fan of his at the beginning when he first took over for, for uh, John Stewart. Mm-hmm. I think that was more I was just accustomed to John Stewart, and I think that's everybody. But like when I went live to the show, it made me appreciate him in a different way. Like nowadays, they be putting the um, like between takes or breaks or whatever. Like he'll just talk to the audience. Mm. And the dude could talk to anybody. He just knows shit about the world. Like, you know, he's from South Africa. He's been in different parts of the world, speaks a few languages, do a bunch of different accents and shit like that. Like, for instance, like, there was a Trinidadian lady in the uh, the crowd, and, like, he did the Trinidadian accent and made some reference to some Trinidadian food or some shit like that. But most other people, for the most part, if they do a Trinidadian accent, the shit is just a Jamaican accent. <laughs> and shit was spot on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, that shit was good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was a Trinidadian accent, it's a Jamaican accent. If it's a Grenadian accent, they do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> but he did the shit spot on because he just knows mad shit about the world, speaks a little Portuguese and all types of shit. That's for, I wasn't sure if you were a fan of it because I remember you being a big Daily Show fan back in the day. So I didn't know if you liked his brand of comedy. But um, I do. I, yeah. I, I don't know what it is about the English people talking about American culture. Because <laughs> the dude on HBO is kind of funny, too. I forgot his name. John but, uh, Oliver. Yeah. yeah. There's something about it. But yeah, I think Trevor Noah is going to do a good job, man. Shout out to him. Um, definitely wishing, you know, like you said, it's, it's funny because since they announced this, I've seen more clips of his stand up. And I definitely, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I really just knew him from the Daily Show, and I, which I do like him on there. But um, nah, shout out to him. Let's see, see what he gets done. Yep. Uh, that's another one in the books, though, brother, man. Another episode, bro. Um, Keith, where can people find you at on social media? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Nice, nice. You can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also, check out Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. Um, we got a podcast. We got Instagram. And, of course, we got a website, man. Check us out, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Every episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast right there available for you to hear. Um, also, my radio show, The Night Shift, and my other radio show, Money Talks Radio, that I do with my brother, DJ Show. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, wherever your local podcasts are sold. But please leave a review, give us a rating, man. Tell us what you like. Sh- tell us something you don't like. You know, what I mean, we can always get better, man. Let us know because uh, we do this for y'all and we enjoy rocking out every week for y'all. Keith, what you watching on television nowadays, brother? Football. <laughs> Football. <laughs> 
Because right now is the fantasy playoffs, so this is week thirteen. Okay, and this is the last the the last uh, week of the the regular season in fantasy football. Okay, so I'm gonna be tied to my my tele my seventy inch television on Sunday and Monday and whatever other day Tuesday they, they might throw a Wednesday game in there. <laughs> Tuesday, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, whatever days they have it, I'm gonna be tuned in. Nice, nice, man. Always a pleasure talking to you, brother, man. You stay healthy. You definitely uh, wear your mask. Everybody out there, wear your mask. Stay healthy out there because we got to make it big in 2021. Uh, Keith, say goodbye to the people, brother. Peace. Peace.